Monday morning on the Radio Tab Breakfast Show. To close the show, as we do each and every Monday, it's the Courier Mail's Chief Sports Writer in Robert Crash Craddock. Crash, good morning. Good morning, Paul and Will. Yes, uh, it's been a great weekend, hasn't it? I just had this very random thought, though, Paul. Oh, um, yes. And the, the random thought is, imagine being paid every cent that Novak Djokovic has earned in his tennis career, $160 million, US to sign your name for an autograph. And I was thinking that it, it just by coincidence, I was looking up his prize money, and that's the same figure that they say Cameron Smith was paid to join Liv. And I thought, so 22 grand slams, and, and all that he's done equals what Liv have said to Cam Smith, we need you, sign your name and get this. Like, it's extraordinary, isn't it? And people say, were you surprised he took it? The answer, no. <laughs> Crash, now that, that Roger's retired and uh, we don't know what's going to happen with Rafa, Novak looks as though he will go past those 22 titles that he now shares with Rafael Nadal. Do you think we'll just be uh, uh, automatic that people will... will look towards Novak as the greatest of all time? I, I, I don't think it'll be automatic. I think we'll always be a bit sentimental towards Roger and Rafa. But look, we all know it, Paul, and I, and I, I don't even enjoy saying it. But but if their names... Let, let's forget the personalities of them. If their names were Bill, Bob and Ben, and you've got Novak Djokovic's Bill, uh, you know, forget the personality, the background, the everything... You would win the argument eventually, I, I think. He's equal with Rafa now on 22 Grand Slams. He's left Roger two behind. I always believe when you're comparing great players, you don't look what they do. You look at this, what they didn't do. Do they have any soft spots? Well, look, okay, all, all three of them had one tournament they dominated. Roger dominated Wimbledon. Uh, Novak, the Australian Open, and of course, no one dominated a tournament like uh, Rafa, the French Open. But Novak still won Wimbledon twice. He's been number one in the world more weeks than the other two. You know, and, and it's just, he's got a better for and against record, a, a superior for and against record against the other two. So that's so important. It's when he played them. So I think he wins the argument. And those words come out of my mouth very slowly because I'm a mad Federer man and I love Nadal. And I still think maybe Rafa's got one last French in him. But <laughs> the, the argument for, for Djokovic with his 10th Australian Open, his 22nd, is just getting almost impossible to shoot down, as is the knowledge that he may have more in him. Krasher, you know, we know you start off usually each week with your underrated and overrated, and there's a couple of Brisbane Heat players that have caught your attention that aren't the superstar international cricketers that uh, no, some of their No, I, I just are. think one of the most underrated skills in cricket is a wicketkeeper keeping over the stumps to a fast bowler. Jimmy Pearson did it again last night to Xavier Bartlett, and it was terrific, only briefly, but... Gee, he's got beautiful hands, Jimmy, and I, 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 it's just a, it's such an underrated skill, and I was glad Brad Haddon was in the box to appreciate it. Uh, Xavier Bartlett, the quick, uh, terrific for Brisbane last night with three for 18. He's only played 14 first-class games at age 25. I think he's got more in him, and I think he'll be a, he'll grow into his sort of a post-Josh Hazelwood, Josh Hazelwood. You know, I, I could easily see him play for Australia, but 
In terms of perseverance and a story that inspires us all, and I know you've touched on it, but Jason Kubler winning the doubles at the Australian Open, the Mango Hill boy who had eight operations on his knees and, and his complaint was genetic. So it's such a hard thing to fix. And after being a formal number one junior, to be stricken down with knee complaints, to go through three years where he could only play on clay, to go to tournaments worried about getting a night game because that would mean he had to stay the night and he couldn't afford the extra night's accommodation, to rise from that, Paul and Will, and to win the uh, Australian Open doubles championship and sh- and get 300000 himself in prize money. It's as good a story as any coming out of the Open. It was a... It's not Ash Barty, um, but it's it's very inspiring. So if he had a night game, he couldn't stay over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was really worried about, like, he, he was... Uh, uh, <laughs> I remember there was a tournament in Townsville he was playing years ago, and he sacrificed... If he pulled out late, it cost him $350. So he worked out, oh, I think I'll, oh, I'll better go to it because I'll... And then he ended up winning it. And, and I think he might have made sixteen grand. But it was like dollars and cents. At one stage, he was worth $75, Kubler. You know, that's all he had from his little coaching at, out Mango Hill Way. And, I, I, you know, it's a, it's a great story. I, I'm so pleased for him. I remember the late Corey Mal tennis writer, Paul Malone, often used to interview him and, and really, like, felt so sorry for his predicament because a genetically inherited knee injury, he's done nothing wrong. It's not as if he was reckless or had a bad technique. He was born with his problem. So <laughs> that was a great story. It really was. Crash, uh, I know with your... You're, you're overrated. This has always struck me surprising. You know, when the IPL came in and there was all that money, I thought yep. we would never see the Indian cricket team tour like they used to. I thought they would just become insular, like Americans on the PGA tour. But that's been the opposite. They seem to be on the road all the time. Is this greed from the BCCI? No, it, it's, it's, it's greed from the nations who play them, who know that... When Australia plays a nation like the West Indies uh, or New Zealand or South Africa, they make a loss. When they make, when they play England, they make money, and when they play India, they make England by a multiple of four. It fills up everyone's coffers because it's been back to India. But, but you're right, Paul. Greed in scheduling—it's everywhere. And here's the one, and we're seeing it this week. Why didn't the Big Bash end yesterday? I mean, the Brisbane Heat will be without four players who fly to India tomorrow uh, when they play the Sydney Sixers in Sydney on Thursday. There'll be no Kawaja, no Swepson, no Labuschagne and no Renshaw. And, I mean, come on. I mean, like... And it's all because of this squeeze every dollar out of the Big Bash. It's just... They'll, they'll, it'll be an entertaining game. There'll be something to watch. But this... How good would it have been to end the Big Bash on the weekend? The players fly to India this week, bought a medal tonight. I mean, it was such a logical place to finish it in a year where you were trying to get the internationals to play. So I just don't like greedy schedules. But let me say this. It was a, it's been a great Big Bash. I've loved what it's done. It's very, it's so hard for a competition to turn itself around after a few grim years. Normally when you go down, you never recover. Well, it has. It's been good. People are watching about it. People are talking about it, Paul. It's wonderful. 
And uh, speaking of the Big Bash, what did you make of the Heat's win last night? Can the fairy tale continue or with those players out, uh, might struggle Thursday? Oh, I think they will struggle Thursday. But Kawaja, Kawaja's in this headspace where it's a very... Like, I think they should sit down, Cricket Australia's coaching team, and do an interview with Kawaja about where his head is at the moment and how he got there. Because... He is so relaxed, you know, and, and, and yes, sure, it's about having two kids. It's about reaching the end of the road. It's about knowing that, you know, you, 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 you're in good form and you practiced hard. But it's more than that. It, it's just I've never seen a more relaxed player at the moment. Even when he walks out to bat, he's not that nervous anymore. Um, I had to go to column for him on David Warner before the South African series, and I rang him the day before the first test. And I thought, oh, I'm so... I said to him, I'm so sorry to talk to you the day before the test. God, you know. And he goes, mate, I don't care. He says, whether it's a club game or a test, I just go out and I play, you know. And I thought, wow, to be in that headspace is wonderful. So he was terrific. Renshaw's improved so much. Gee, gee's been good the last few games. Power hitting, uh, a player on the rise. Can he get a test in India? We shall see. You mean mention of the uh, the Allen Border Medal? Who's going to be the uh, the medalist tonight? Crash. Yeah, well, we crunched the numbers, Paul, and it's pretty tight. But Steve Smith is a chance of winning his fourth because of a lot of things like two votes in in meaningless fifty over games. For me, the outstanding player of the year was Kawaja. I mean, he top-scored in just about every innings on the Pakistan tour. He was handy in Sri Lanka. He made 195 uh, at the SCG. And, and I just felt that, you know, like... Uh, it reminds me a little bit of when Michael... Clark, if Steve Smith wins, Michael Clark won an Allen Border medal in the year that he made his test debut. He scored a century, test century debut in, in Bangalore. And then he came home to Australia and did well in little 50-over games. And poor old Damien Martin, who I think scored four test centuries in the subcontinent that year. Terrific in, in, in the really tough conditions. He missed out. So that's why Kawaja could miss out tonight. Uh, he doesn't play the white ball stuff, so he's at a big disadvantage. But I, it'll be a batsman's medal, I think, Paul. Trevor Sedd's a smoky and Kawaja and Smith, but I, I couldn't see anyone outside that trio. But uh, I've been wrong before in, in Alan Border medal voting. It's quite tricky at times. Maybe Kwaja for the Test Player of the Year, perhaps, Crash. Oh, I so hope so, Will. Uh, and, you know, that will have its own reward for him. Uh, you know, he really deserves that. Unfortunately, the voting period does not contain the Sydney Test of last season, which was this year. But uh, he scored two centuries, which an automatic three votes. So... Um, yeah, so but I, but I hope he gets that because he he really does deserve that. Particularly being a, you know, well when he came back, he was batting number four for Queensland, and didn't really want to open the innings at age thirty five for Australia, mm. and you know he he faced up to guys like Norkia, you know, bowling a hundred, you know, forty nine kilometres an hour, so. And handled it all with with great aplomb. You know, he 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 uh, he's had a heck of a year. Yeah, it's been one of the great uh, resurgences. Another Test batsman that has had a great year, Travis Head. Um, he's mm. obviously question marks about him in India with spinners, uh, and he's saying he's going to attack them and just get, get in the front foot and, and and score quickly. Can that work over there? Do you think? Well, I think it's his best option. Put it this way, because it's Travis Head being Travis Head. He was born to attack. 
And there was this great press conference given by Alex Carey about two years ago where he said, look, I've grown up with Travis Head, all right? And, and Alex doesn't give much away. He doesn't give many big opinions. But he said, I'll just tell you, you've just got to back him. And sometimes he'll score the prettiest 22s you've ever seen and get out and he will frustrate you. But if you go the journey with him and you trust him and you tell him to attack, he will deliver often enough to win matches for you. And that has been embraced by Pat Cummins. And this is what I think is good captaincy by Cummins. He says to Travis, hey, mate, just be yourself, hey. We're not going to overcoach you or anything. Just, 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 just go out there and have a crack, Trav. And as soon as he said that to him, it sort of liberated something inside him. He's got a very poor overseas record, Travis said. And it is, and to the point where despite his glory in Australia, some people are saying, should he even play in India? And you know what, Will? It's a fair question. Mm. Because if he starts spluttering around and getting six, four, ten and seven in his first four innings, he's in strife again. But all, all I reckon is one big innings he needs over there and then that'll loosen the shackles. So I, 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 I'm watching Travis Head as closely as any batsman in either team. I think he's a fascinating study. He's going to try and attack. Can he do it? Let's just see. I think his form at home, Crash, warrants that he at least deserves the chance to see how yep. he goes because Andrew Cordes is a, always says, batsmen can improve. They can yep. get better. Yep. So let's, you know, yep. he, he, I think he at least deserves a place there. His, his yep. form here well, in Australia has been sensational. Paul, it's funny you say that because I know behind the scenes... Kawaja, the influential voice of of of, of uh, that team, who doesn't mind speaking up, has been saying to people, "Hey, I was hopeless against spin. I improved. Ricky Ponting improved against spin. So did Matthew Hayden, Damian Martin. But you can't give up on a guy halfway through. You've got to if you if you think he's got the character and the fibre, keep picking him, and he will improve. You know. So so that's Kawaja is holding himself up." as Exhibit A in the argument to play Travis Head. And, and I like that too. He, 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 uh, he when, when, strangely enough, Kawaja, we wouldn't even be talking about him if Travis Head didn't get COVID last year. Remember that? And, yes. uh, and Kawaja came into the team instead of him. On such slender little incidents do careers change. Travis Head gets COVID, in comes Kawaja, uh, two centuries, and then he's had the year of his life. Two centuries, batting five, too. Um, mm. And another guy, Cameron Green, who we've invested in and is, is coming along fantastic as an all-rounder, he's got the uh, this finger injury, might not be able to bowl in the first test. Does he get the nod without his bowling, or do we need to look at a specialist batsman? Yeah, Will, it's a great question. And we were... We're really mulling over this because he averages about 35. He's a good batsman. In, in shield cricket, his average votes around 50. He can bat, don't worry. But there's just a thought that someone like Peter Hanscom, who's been there and done well in tests, might be a little bit better suited against in Nagpur, the first test. Spinners, Vipers, Den. Oh, and, and so it's such a difficult decision. Like, if they play a specialist, so, so they play Hanscom instead of him, uh, or, or even if they play Green at six and he can't bowl, she puts it changes the whole fabric of the team. Because for mine, you can't play Ashton Agar. You can only play him as a bonus spinner. I don't, I don't want him in a four-man attack, not with two quicks and two spinners. So that brings Swepson into play behind Nathan Lyon. So, look, I, I know they're mulling it over it now with no firm decision, but suddenly Swepson, who I didn't think would play the first test, is a slight chance now. 
because, oh, you know, Lion and Agar is your spinners. And I know you've got Travis Head there, but we, we, we can't kid ourselves to the part-time spin or, or, or threaten a lot of things in India. I mean, they play... War, Shane, the great Shane Warne averaged 43 runs per wicket in India. So let's not kid ourselves part-time spin's going to work. Crash, you said there, uh, Peter Hanscom, do you think he will leapfrog Matthew Renshaw for that middle-order position in India? Tight. Tight. You, you, one thing I do know is that the selected... Well, Andrew McDonald, of course, who knows Hanscom intimately from Victoria, is well aware of the improvements he's made to his game. Like, oh, 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 Renshaw, for mine, was the man they wanted most, but... They and Hanscom is there also because as a reserve wicketkeeper, uh, he's sort of covering over both positions. But they sent a wicket training over the weekend in Sydney on scuffed up pitches designed to resemble Nagpur. They put a lot of time into Hanscom, like as if people who saw it said, like it, it wasn't just like Mr. Spare Parts given the spinners practice. Like they're really they're getting him up to speed. He is a live option. Yeah. Hanscom, Rent or Renshaw or Green. Really important decision. It, because if Australia fall behind in this series, Paul, against India, who have lost one of their last 30 home series, you just can't claw them back. You know, they, they once they're away from you, they're gone, you know? And we spoke to you a week or two ago, Crash, and you thought that Australia had a great chance of, of beating in India in the current sort of climate. Do you think, uh, how have they shaped up since then? Is, has your opinion changed? Are you still favouring them? Yeah, I, I, well, well, I'll tell you something. Saturday night, I heard something that worried me a little bit, or was it Friday night, just when Dave Warner did a press conference and said, gee, I'm just exhausted at the moment. Yeah. We've got the border medal Monday night. I'm not sure they really want to go. And I, and hey, I get that. They had five tests in six weeks and then I was straight into the big bash. And they are, as we stand here now, they are playing a test in, what is it, 10 days' time, Thursday week. Uh, they'll be taking block at Nagpur in the first test. So it's all that acclimatisation, that rush practice against spin. If they, That's what worries me a little bit, that they're a week underprepared for that. Like, Usman Khawaj is playing a big bash game on Sunday and then a, a test at Nagpur on Thursday week. Can you really be ready for it? It, it? I mean, he's good and he's in sublime form, but if we're on the hop just a little bit, whew, you know, you can they can just jump you, India, and maybe straight out of the blocks, particularly with Jadeja Ravi Jadeja yeah. back. Uh, one thing, though, Crash, a uh, majority of their team have been in New Zealand playing white ball cricket. Yeah, they have. It, it, it's incredible. They... They just, as you said, Paul, they just tour and tour. They haven't had a great preparation for this at, at, at all, India. And, and and that's what I was high in the saddle, tipping Australia, because I'm watching them thinking all these games they play, they've played New Zealand, they've played Sri Lanka. Um, you know, they're, 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 I, I just reckon it's bad preparation for a home test series. But they are playing where they were raised. You know, they they, they know their own conditions very well. They, they, they'll stock their team with spinners for the first test. Uh, Ravi Ashwin, Jadeja, uh, a couple of quicks. And, and, and they'll, they'll just be hard, you know. But I, I've never... In previous uh, tours of India, I haven't been confident at all. And I'm not overly confident here. But we are a real chance if they get the right team and they play well. Crash, we're only uh, uh, one week out 
from seeing some trial games in the NRL, and we're fortunate enough, rugby league fans, that all games are going to be televised on Fox. The Dolphins, we might touch on those, guys. Um, they got their, their launch this week. What sort of season are they going to have? Will they will, Are they going to collect the wooden spoon? Uh, and what are you re- sort of guesstimating a, a win-loss ratio will be? Yeah, I, I, well, let's go around the board, all right? What If you said to me how many wins, I'd say, I'll say six or seven. Um, can you, is anyone prepared to improve on that at all? No, um, I'm not. I'm not I, either. <laughs> no, I, I just, I, I think, I think they can win games, but I, I can't see them finishing outside. You know, it'll be so tough for them, particularly as the season grinds on. Like they've, they've, I saw a story in the uh, on the website just 20 minutes ago saying they reckon they've got the worst spine in the competition. You know, the guys like uh, Anthony Milford there. I mean, can he front up? Um, the hammer at fullback and, you know, an average pretty, you know, just, just, just an average spine, an average team. And as I said, I never like choosing players who are right near the end of their career because I reckon once a player signs his last contract, a part of him actually retires. <laughs> That's not for one and all. Some guys are magnificent professionals who carry it through to, who say, I want to go out in style and I want to go out with my head held high. But I'd much rather have a, a group of hungry young kids there. But that, from a standing start, coming in a season before, I mean, the, one of the plans was for them to come in in 2024. Uh, sorry, and um, yeah, in 2024. And they said, no, nah, let's bring a forward season. Gee, that put some pressure on them. And from a standing start, they've done well, you know. And they've signed a lot of young kids who will be good in three or four years' time. And I totally get Wayne Bennett's team. He's holding his ground. It's a it's a team that won't be disgraced. You know that won't shouldn't go shouldn't be blown off the park each week. He's just got to get a foothold in somewhere, Paul. And Crash, uh, um, I don't think there'll be any disgrace in if they are wooden spooners. Uh, if they don't win a game, that's a shocker. So if they can win. Four or five and uh, get the ball rolling. I, I think things will be all right. Crash, unfortunately, we're out of time, mate. We'll catch up next week. Okay, see you then, guys. All the best.